Hello and welcome to Fresh to Death Comics. I'm your host, B. Luke, and I've got Amy here with us. Hi, what Amy. Up? Hi. Good to be back. Haven't been here in a minute. So we just got done with Comic-Con. We were at Trificon, Connecticut's number one convention. <laughs> um, it might be their only convention. It's a very small state. It is a small state, but... But we got done with that, so we thought oh, we should do a show and talk about what, how the weekend was, what happened. Um, there were yes. so many people there. Technically, like, we're, we're still in Connecticut right now. We just wanted to record our thoughts because we were afraid we were going to forget them after you know a four and a half hour drive home. So yeah, we just finished the con last night. So we're just, these are just our thoughts of how it went yes. and, and some of our experiences we had. Uh, Amy, why don't we start with you? What was, what was some of the highs for you? The highs for me. Well, I mean, let's just start off with the guests who were there. Like, the guests who were there this year were pretty cool. I think they were better than last year. As much as I love Scott Patterson and Steve Cardenas, they had a rockin' panel. Like, a rockin'... Yes. Yeah. I think um, I, I'm going to uh, respectfully disagree just because last year was like so strong straight out of the gate for me. I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan. Uh, so I was able to <laughs> talk to Scott Patterson when he was here. He played Luke in Gilmore Girls and also reprised it in the revival that happened last year. But that was just a great and that was also my first con ever. So Last year will probably always hold a special place in my heart. But this year, I think, is it just me or was it like much more comic book people here this year that they booked? There were a lot of comic book people. That That's for sure. I yeah. feel like it was more than last year. Like last year we had Donnie Cates and I feel like he covered most of their budget because... But also we were dealing with a pandemic. We were still with masks. Um, Pierre Tomasi was there this year and last year. Last year he had cones around his booth, if you remember. And he you couldn't enter his booth area unless you had a mask. And this mm. year he was with everybody. He didn't have a mask. Mm. And so um, I, I think maybe that had an aspect to play that all these comic book creators have been locked in their house for so long. I, I agree. And I mean, uh, just probably the fact that they were able to expand this year budgetarily. Um, I think maybe they were able to focus more on the comic aspect of the Comic-Con. Uh, so I'm just glad that they were able to get a bunch of people. They had a lot of voice actors this year, um, which was super cool to see, uh, including one of your favorites, who also happens to be a Power Ranger. Yeah, Jody Young Bosch. I don't know if I've forgotten or maybe I just like I, I like anime, but I'm not like loving anime. Like I, 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 there's so many out there. I just get confused, confused of like what I should watch, what I shouldn't, um, what should I? Because once you start an anime series, you kind of are on that for like a hundred episodes, and I'm like, what if it's not good? It's a commitment. So I don't know if it was that reason or what, but I, I totally miss that Johnny Young Bosch has been in everything from Naruto, Uto, Bleach, Digimon, Pokemon, we found out. Yeah, he did an episode of where he was Brock. Yeah, so I, I, I was flabbergasted. A Demon Slayer? 
Demon Slayer, yeah, like literally anything that you could think of that's like notable. Basically, Johnny Young Bosch has been in it, apparently. And uh, I didn't even realize when we were watching the Digimon movies that he was doing the voice of TK, which is great because I love Digimon. I do I love Digimon. So then when I found out, you, well, you you knew, obviously, but you kept it all secret when we were watching the Digimon movies. I did. I like, to ah. Is Johnny Young Bosch is a Power Rangers TK? Ha ha. I think there were a lot more voice actors than previous years. Like last year, they had just a few, but I mean, this year we, I mean, we had Phil Lamar, Johnny Young Bosch, you had um, Tim Daly, mm-hmm. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. Yes. Which and uh, Tim Daly, the voice of Superman. Oh, a uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, the guy yes. who did the voice of there. He was there. Yeah. Why we didn't? I just. Because he was very, very expensive. Very expensive. Like, and I, I, like, I totally get artists need to make money. Like, this is how they're really making a bulk of their income for the year. Uh, I like, I like courage, but not enough to spend like fifty to seventy dollars for a signature and a meet and greet. That's two minutes long. I mean, it's just, you know, trying to be thrifty at a con as well is also... Correct, because what do you spend? Do you get an autograph and a picture in that experience? Or do you buy friends and buy large Pokemon plushes or lightsabers or support local artists who are here in the area who are trying writing their own creative own books, maybe giving them a shot in something? Yeah. Or there's a lot of prints. There's... Uh, Actual like graphic novels and co- like there's so much to buy. Like you, when you go to a con, you really do have to set yourself up with a budget, or oh. else you will lose your house. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Learn that uh, not the hard way, but f- learn that very fast. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the highlights for you when you think about Terrific Con? When you think of this Comic Con this year, what in your heart are you like, man? This was some of my highlights. I would say a hundred percent. The Dan Fogler panel. Okay, that that's my number one as okay. well. He Glad. he was the greatest. I want to say him and Michael Rooker might be some of the best panels. panels. If you guys, which are interesting, they're both Walking Dead people. We, yeah, that's really interesting. Too. I just thought about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, do we want to backtrack for a second? Um, Dan Fogler has been in. If you've ever heard of movies like Balls of Fury, Fanboys. Yeah, Fanboys. Take um, me home tonight. And then uh, he's also been in like pretty much every season of The Goldbergs. I mean, personally, I know Dan Fogler because he was in uh, the first or second season of Hannibal. And speaking of that, I was able to ask him a question at the panel, which I was super excited about. I did record that. Um, We'll see if maybe I can put it on the podcast here. If not, definitely take a look at the TikTok because I'm going to be posting that. I know I did. I already posted um, Dan Fogler talking about Balls of Fury and him doing his Christopher Walken's and walking impression which was amazing it was because like it especially sets up the scene and we watched the movie last night with my sister-in-law rocky and because she had come up for the con our first convention she got i'm so upset my brother he didn't stop her like (laughs) all these people are like hi buy this buy this and rocky's like okay okay and tom is not stopping her i'm like tom why didn't you like teach her like they're there's these are just you know like the side hustlers like they're trying to make it like i get it i'm there when i do conventions i'm doing the same thing but i know like when you 
are trying to be thrifty, you got to stop. You can't buy everything at a convention. Yeah. But going back to Dan Fogler. Yeah. So he's talking about Balls of Fury and he's talking about being in the koi scene. So he's dressed up in this hue. Like he, he's got the hair and the big robe. And then Dan Fogler is wearing his like tuxedo and his little tight shorts. And he's just talking about like when he, he they looked at us and he's like, man, what are we doing on this set? And Christopher Walken's like, do you know what we have in common? That's a really bad Christopher Walken. <laughs> I was just going to let you go with it. You started. You might know, as well commit uh, to uh, it. We all have a million heartbeats. And, just die. and he does it so well. So watch the TikTok, Fresh Death Comics on TikTok. You guys can watch that. It, it, it's hilarious. It's just his rendition of it. Dan Fogler just kept the panel going oh, yeah. like with jokes. He's talking about all his experiences and he held nothing back. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I kind of prefer cons with a little more structure personally, except for, you know, Yondu last year, which that was just he was just so his personality just filled up the entire ballroom. Like that was but like people that room was packed for him. This one, not so much for Dan Fogler, which I was a little sad about. Which... I was too. Like, I think people are missing out because he, he, it was a great panel. I had... It was a great panel. He was answering questions rapid fire. Uh, it was really more of a Q&A, which honestly, as long as you have enough people to ask questions, that's fine. I just, I, I asked a question. It was more towards the end because I finally got up the courage to do so. And I was like, well, if nobody else is going to, I guess mo- I will do. You had more balls than me. I wanted to ask a question, but I was like, what if it's not? a good question like and I, I didn't want to like I wanted to ask him like oh how is it working with Seth Rogen with all the different costumes and stuff I was just like well that's more of a Seth Rogen question I want to ask a Dan like asking questions of like oh what do you think of other actors kind of seems disingenuous yeah. so I was trying to think because like for me I just watched some movies and I'm just like I know the answer he's me <laughs> and as he's progressing telling stories I'm like like he tells a story of like how he's walking like a bear with a tummy stuck down, his arms behind him and waddling. And I was like, I do that. <laughs> and with Dan Fogler, every time you asked a question, he actually did a free signature. This is at the end of the day. We've already gone to the car, so we didn't have anything <laughs> except for one pack of empty gummies. And not just like Haribo gummies. Fun gummies. Medical gummies. So as Amy went to go give her question, she took my empty bag of gummies. That I did. And when he was like, do you have anything for me to sign? Amy goes, is this okay? And he responds. Oh, uh, this is... This is very okay <laughs> as he's signing it. So I am to believe that Dan Fogler likes to partake. So he is the friend of the green. He is a friend of the green, which is, it's so interesting. So many people who are friends of the green, like we, we met quite a few people on this journey this weekend. And I want to do shout outs cause I don't want you guys blasting them with how dare you like, but, you know, just know that there, I, I've had some of the most meaningful conversations with people while smoking a bowl with them. <laughs> like, you, you, you get to learn their insights, what they really think about things, and you just have this real heart-to-heart. And it was so cool because some of these comic creators, I was just like, oh, 
I don't know who you were at the time. I'm just hanging out with somebody. And then I'm at the booth. I'm like, yo, you're this guy? I'm not worthy. <laughs> I, told, I told this one gentleman. That I was like, I'm not worthy. And he was like, I'm the same as you, man. I get up. I put my pants on. Probably not as fast as you guys. But, you know, he goes, I'm just a normal guy. I've been in the business for 50 years. He goes, this is just what I do. And it was just having, like, those two different experiences yeah. was just, that for me was a huge highlight. I agree. That was a huge highlight. I was just excited just because so much stigma about, you know, marijuana used to do, you know, and it's just, you know, some states and the regulations and what's legal and what's not, what's passable and what's not. It's it's good to see and you know uh, kind of get this unexpected side to some of these creators and we were really able to sit down and just talk. We literally just talked with uh, one of the creators and and their significant others and we were just having a blast and apparently we made them late back to their table. <laughs> <laughs> they, were like an, they were like an hour late. They were like an hour late back to their table and we were like, oh no, we did a bad thing, but also did we? Like, he was like, it's fun, it is. But, you know, like, I, I just think of myself when I'm at conventions waiting on a table, and they're like, we'll be back at this time. And I'm like, all right, I'll be back at this time. And then they're not, and you're like, where are they? How dare they? And I'm like, you know what? Now I know where they are. I'm just going <laughs> to hang out with them outside. Pretty much. I mean, everybody needs to take a break, get some fresh air. But, so, I, I just, yeah, I agree. The stigma, especially, like, how much it's helped me with medicines. Yeah. Um, how it's helped other people. I know um, a friend of mine, they're, they're doing better, mm -hmm. like, medically, because they're, they're taking supplements, yes. like, you know, with marijuana. And I'm just like, I don't understand it, because alcohol is legal. Yeah. And you can die from it. It causes you... Car accidents. Car accidents. You start fighting. You can't walk. There's all birth yet, defects if you're pregnant or anything like that. Oh like yeah. there's a whole slew alcohol poisoning. There's just so many things. Liver disease. I could keep going. I'm gonna stop myself now. But there's just so much more, and like there's just so many regulations on a plant that grows from the ground naturally. Well, it was interesting. The one writer or the, the one guy I was talking to. Um, he was telling me that he's been, he smokes both. He smokes cigarettes and weed. And he goes, the doctor's work, he's been smoking for so long that he should have all these tars in his system and his heart should be all tarred up. And they did his whole scan. It turns out he's completely fine. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, it's this weird thing of like, there's a lot more healing properties in people. So yeah. it was just so cool to be out in the convention and just have hang this. out with these people. And, and speak to them about something we're both passionate about, which at that point in time was not comics. Like, we were just shooting the shit. We were just talking. We were just coexisting in a space. Yeah, we were just... And that was really cool. And then to go back in and find... Like, I didn't... I knew he was wearing a tag. I didn't put two and two together until it was, like, the last two minutes of our conversation. Like, oh, he might be, like, a person that they paid for them to come here. <laughs> well, I thought that, too. But at the same time, like, they, they can give that to anybody. So they could have just been somebody at the booth, maybe a relative, like, I, maybe an yeah. agent. I, I don't know. Like, when you go to a convention, you never know who you're going to meet. Exactly. And I met Peter Melnick. Oh, which, well, I mean, you already I know. I just, I love seeing Pete at the convention. I know. It makes me so happy. I'm like, oh, it's Peter 
Peter Balnick. I love him. <laughs> He's uh, like he does the Audible Exquisite podcast and the Marvelous podcast. And if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely he's going to do an episode very soon. Yeah. If he hasn't already posted, he, he sent it to me last night where he's doing an episode with Kevin Conroy, the Ooh. original Batman. He got the interview and all, he sent it to me last night. I was like, I hate you, Peter. I hate you. I wanted that. <laughs> oh, but maybe next year, you know, I'm, I'm getting back into it. It's hard. One thing I didn't like about the convention mm-hmm. is Friday and Sunday were okay, but Saturday... I had such a hard time. There were so many people. It was so loud. My headphones weren't working. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because everybody had their Bluetooth on or maybe too many people yeah. interfere with it. But I got to say, Saturday, I couldn't go into the convention hall. Like, I yeah, stayed Yeah, it away. was just too much. It was so loud and echoey. Not only that, but, like, I I get that people are excited, but I just know that people forget that there are others there with sensory issues and blaring of things and blasting of things or, I don't know, I just think, keep thinking of that guy dressed up as a banana shaking maracas yeah. all around when you're just like, I just need to get out of here because this is too much. I lost it during the convention. Hey, I'd say that was uh, Milo of the convention. Oh, it, it was mine too because um, I, I was losing it. I sat down next to this, these people. I started having a conversation with them. Turns out I had no clue who they were. I thought she was you, and nope. she kept on saying something, and I couldn't process what she was saying until I looked over and I realized she wasn't you. Yeah. And I was freaking out and I was like, where are you? Where, where's the woman I love? Where's Amy? And I'm searching everywhere and I'm, 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 I'm freaking out. And I was behind two people wearing costumes who were taller than me. Yeah. So I just, I, I kind of just lost it. It was just too many people. I just kind of had a breakdown. But I feel like that goes with your theory every year of uh, the Comic-Con argument. Oh, the fight? The fight. Yeah, so yeah, if you I mean, the theory is that when you're in a Comic-Con with somebody and you're with them for all, the whole weekend, you're going to have a fight. It's just a, it's like the Comic-Con is just like this anxiety that there's going to be some kind of stupid fight you have whether it's about where pizza is, directions um i know me and hans have gone and me hans and tom have gone to conventions for multiple years and we always have a fight and it's something dumb and when it's done we're like dude i'm sorry i don't get it Mm -hmm. but it's okay yeah it was like you were worked up enough yeah i think it's just a cathartic thing that humans do but i mean yeah it's definitely not the best, but it's understandable. It's just so overwhelming to go into a con, especially Saturday. There was probably as many people Saturday as there were Friday and Sunday. And I w- and we got there not real early, but we got there, I feel like, an appropriate time. The whole parking garage is filled up. The whole parking lot has been filled up. And I'm like, at one point, I'm just like, maybe they should have put some kind of limits on there. Like yeah. sold out. Or have like a max number yeah, of Yeah, max number of people who, who, who can do it. Because a lot of conventions do that. Overall, so there, so there was that Simpsons panel right before the Dan Fogler. And we sat in on it. And it was like the last maybe half hour yeah. or so. I am so upset I, I missed 
Yeah, I I was going to say something about that, but I know you're not the biggest fan of The Simpsons, but you love Futurama, so to me, it's like, I I don't get that you don't, (laughs) like, they're the same creative team. I don't know why we wouldn't have gone, but, you know, whatever. I I grew up with The Simpsons, and you love Futurama, which is fine. It's just funny to me, because I feel like they're the same creative team. And then they even talked about how they did a crossover episode, which was... Yeah, I watched that one. It, 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 yeah. it was good. Like, I, it's just, I don't know if it's just the family I don't like. Like, it just doesn't have any progression. It's really the same episode every single time. Yeah. Like, they stay the same age. They never grow. There's no character developments. It's just... Well, to be fair, I feel that you, you got a little spoiled watching South Park first before seeing really an episode of The Simpsons. So to me, that kind of plays into it. But like, I grew up with The Simpsons. Like literally, it was on before I was born. Like they started, that's when they created it. And so I've literally grown up for 30 years with a family like this. So when they're talking about the, you know, uh, giving direction to Kelsey Grammer as Sideshow Bob, you know, in that one episode where he's trying to kill Bart, like I was like, oh, he's like, okay, you need to make a noise. Kelsey about, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're throwing you into a cell. Can you do that? And this was right after he had some legal problems and they were like, Oh, I think I know the types of sounds you're looking for. <laughs> like stuff like that was great. And then just, uh, talking about, uh, how, how they got writers in and where, where they came from. Cause a lot of them came from Harvard. A lot of them came from like the Harvard lampoon or, uh, the Harvard, I don't know what the... Or they were most, some of, most of them are English majors, which I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, and people like Conan O'Brien, who I interned for, like, he wrote for them for a season, so it's just really funny to see everybody talk about, like, Conan, like, they were literally talking about Conan at this panel, and I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, I, it was just interesting, and even some of the stuff, like, for me, like, I... I think of this like I know Simpsons characters, and like I said, because it's the same episode. If you see, to me, have you seen one episode? You've kind of seen them all. So when the controversy about Abu came up yeah. with Hank Azara playing stereotypical role, yeah, you know that was the first thing because I was thinking about when we talk about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. And someone had asked the question about, like, will we see a poo again? You know, why'd you kill him off after the whole scandal? And the guy goes, listen, when this whole thing came out, a poo is is already gone for, like, many, many years. Like, three years at that point. Yeah, he goes, Hank had come into the office and said that he didn't feel comfortable doing this anymore and this is before woke became a thing and he yeah. was just personally well, like i didn't like it and there was a documentary that came out from by uh, hari kondabalu which is i still need to check it out but i've heard fantastic things about it but this is before that yes this okay. was before that that hank azaria had come in and said look i'm not really i don't i don't feel right doing this character voicing this character anymore so they just kind of let it fade away yeah, and so, and then multiple, th- three years later, documentary comes out, and now everyone hates Abu, and they're like, Apu, and they're like, we already got rid of them. Like, we already did this. Yeah. Like, and w- you can't backtrack and take them all out of the episodes, because no. I think it's important for the growth, because then we learn that Hank Azera was doing things before we were, like, people are, it, we don't have to have a woke police come in and be like, oh, here we go. People are realizing it on their own sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's really cool that Hank did that. He he looked at 
his own life and was like, I don't think what I'm doing is okay. And I don't know if maybe that was a convention thing or somebody, his personal friends were like, listen, I'm not sure about you doing this. Yeah, like the voice of Apu is really racist when when it's coming from yeah, so white I, male. I mean, that would be a question I'd love to ask Hank. Like, since he made that choice himself, what, what inspired that? Did he talk to somebody? Um, so I don't know. That's going to be my mission to see if he's already talked about it. Yeah. In an I, interview. But I was just very shocked at that. I was like, man. Here I am. I was thinking, you know, that documentary when all that came out, that's when they got rid of them. But no, they'd no. already done, they'd they'd done already away done with it. them way before that. Yeah. They just let them fade into the background, which was, I mean, honestly, that just made me love Hank Azaria even more. Because I've, I've always loved Hank Azaria. I've always thought he was a very talented voice actor and actor. Uh, if you've ever seen The Birdcage, I think he's very funny in that movie. Uh, but... So that just made me love Hank Azaria more. The fact that he was like, no, this, this doesn't feel right. We need to progress. We're, you know, we've been doing the show for so many years, you know, times have changed. We need to change. We need to reflect the times basically. So I just love that, that, you know, artists are feeling that they can speak up about this sort of stuff now. Yeah, and they, they, they feel like they have a voice. It's, yeah. It's great. And that they can be listened to and, and not just like, no, 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 it's fine. Just keep keep doing it. Go back at the booth, you know, crank out your five lines or whatever. You, you've got a cushy job, whatever. Like, stop complaining. You Which know, it's, is interesting when because there were a lot of voice actors, so they talked about this experience of them in a room with a director and they're just – like John Young Bosch was talking oh, about, yeah. there, there was a scene where he had to say what. And they're like, no, that's not the right one. He has to say what for like a couple hours, different variations of it. And he was like, what do you want from me? Because he's like, because how many times can you say what? 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 So he's just what? going all of them. Yeah. And so finally he's like, maybe I'm not the right, like, because I can't, like, here we are, we're in a room, mm -hmm. just the two of us talking and it's still, you know, it's not, it's weird. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm used to it at this point. I can't like imagine a director like telling me like, no, 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 do it again. That was bad. Yeah. And, and you not don't only that, have but... the animation in front of you. You have to picture what's in the screen. Yep. If you even get that part of the script. Exactly. Uh, and then I know that he he was like, oh, I don't I don't think maybe I'm not right for this part. But producers were coming in going, well, can you say it happy? And he'd say it and he'd be like, well, can you say it? sad and he'd do it and he'd be like well how about happy sad and he was like i i don't think i could do this <laughs> basically just being which like, what is happy sad hi what <laughs> what uh, like i don't know i don't know i'm not a voice actor yeah i just pretend to be one <laughs> i just love that it, it just makes me happy to hear other voice act like other all these other voice actors be like, I don't, I don't really know what to do. So I just kind of wung it and did my own, winged it and did my own thing. Like he was like, so I just went back and said it how I originally said it in the first time. And they were like, perfect cut break. <laughs> you know? Which I can't imagine spending all day going, what, 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 what? And then they're like, that first one was actually really, and you're like, I was here for so many, cause I don't think he gets paid per the hour. I think no. it's per like a session. Or, or, or for the character, like, this is how much we're going to pay you to play this character. So if you're in the booth all day, you kind of mm -hmm. in the booth all day. Yeah. 
So I, I can't imagine like wasting a whole day saying what. Yeah. When the first time was right. I know. It's just. Uh, I got. I, I don't. It's I like don't that think little I watch thing that of scene again. It's like that little scene, like that little thing of frustration where you're just like you know, or like the the flippy floppy director that doesn't really know what they want, but you know they're just trying a bunch of different things. And having worked on a couple of films and a couple, you know. Working, having worked in TV as well, like I'm also like, oh, I understand how sometimes directors and directors can can just you're just glad to get through the day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so the convention it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's weird though. I was really excited for the Dave Foley panel, but it was kind of lackluster in a way. Like I don't know if he just didn't have energy or. If maybe that's just who Dave Foley is, is just as you know. Yeah, I mean, I think. Man. Um, and I well, let me set this up a little bit. Dave Foley uh, is one of those actors I feel that has been in everything, but has been in like an episode, a couple here. Uh, completely forgot about the fact that he did news radio. <laughs> I forgot that too. Um, and I know cause I wanted to go see Dave Foley because I'm a fan of kids in the hall. I used to watch kids in the hall when I was homesick on comedy central. And you know, that's where I saw the first scenes of like, I'm crushing your head. I'm crushing your head. And he'd do like the little perspective of people and crush, crush. Uh, Is that where that comes from? Yes. That's where that comes from. I may have seen this then. Cause when I was, yeah. when I broke my leg, I was home and I was watching comedy central cause beat the geeks was on, no, it was on game central, but it was on that same kind of time I was watching yeah. it. And I remember watching a thing where they was going around going, I crush your head. I crush your head. Yeah. So that was kind of like, that's where they their came. sketch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's just, and this is like one of those things where you had heard, I didn't realize that you had heard of news radio or, or. Yeah, I watched in Buff State when I was Which there. like, I haven't seen an episode, but like when I was, um, when I was up in uh, Syracuse working master control up there, I had to put in episodes of news radio into like our logs. So I was like segment A, segment B, segment C, and I'd be like, do, 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 put the commercials in around it and kind of like do that for a bunch of stations. So it's just funny to me. Like I distinctly remember like inserting these into our, our system and, and, and now, you know, well, I'm sitting in front of the guy who, who was starring in the show. I wish you would have talked about, or maybe had more better, interesting story for flick for doing, for doing a bug's life. Yeah. Uh, like it was he, just, he just basically was just, Oh, they wanted me to do it. And I got it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, Dave, I feel that Dave really works well off of other people. So maybe by himself, maybe that wasn't the best. Honestly, I was kind of hoping that Mark McKinney was going to be here, um, which, you know, that's, you know, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. I was just happy to see Dave Foley. Um, but for those of you who don't know, a lot of people that came from Kids in the Hall, you've you've heard or seen a lot of them have gone on to do like voice work. And then Mark McKinney, if you've ever seen Superstore, uh, he is Glenn in Superstore. And then Dave Foley came on to do an episode where he was the founder of Cloud Nine and was basically just batshit crazy and just doing random, like doing whatever he wanted. That was Dave Foley. That was Dave Foley. I just now, like yep. when you saying this, I was like, I remember that episode. He was a short little guy running around thinking he was like, it was like a mad dictator guy. Yep. That was Dave. That was Dave Foley. Damn. <laughs> like, it's so weird. Every t- like, 
And that's the thing. Like, I should like Dave Foley. He's in, he was ta- he was in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. He, he's, he's in, like, all these shows that I've watched. Brother Bear. Uh, I was like, oh, this is... Yeah. He's in everything. He but is. yet... I just, it, I just didn't think he brought the energy to the panel, and I, I, I was I, I a little disappointed. I agree with that, especially after Michael Rooker's panel last year, who he was just, oh my god, just running around crazy. I mean, he almost knocked over my popcorn, kicked my purse. <laughs> so, not exactly the same level with Dave Foley, but that's you but, know, but that's what you get when you go to a panel. You never know what you're going to get. It's a great time to meet somebody, and and you get to see kind of who they are like Dave Foley seems like a very shy reserved man like Dan Fogler was just like party on guys woohoo <laughs> like I, I, and he, he just was... brought that energy and, and there's people who are like that I mean I mean people like I know a lot of people who are this shy conserve person who's like oh everything's good and yeah. I, I, I'm the rock hard guy I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Phrasing. Yeah, really. I, I'm just like, you know, let's go out and have adventures and just see where the world takes us. Exactly. So I overall, Trificon was fantastic. I bought a lightsaber. You I'm so did. excited for you it. I, I've been playing with it so much. Oh yeah. It took us a while to figure out that it needed to get charged, but we figured it out eventually. Um oh. now because this is Comic Con, I wanna ask you. Ooh. Of everybody that you were able to meet with and talk with, get signatures from, and I'm including all of the artists that we met, who was the highlight Honest. of, of I would say, Sunday when we were really focusing yep. on so booths? If you guys haven't done comic conventions now that they're popping up, a little pro tip for you. Saturdays are always the busy days. So unless an artist is going to be there only Saturday... You know, don't, just avoid them. Like, the tables get crazy. You have just waves of people. You can't have a conversation because they're busy getting stuff done. Fridays and Sundays are where you want to go. But sometimes Fridays, you know, they just drove in. They're barely thinking. And here you are going, what did you, what life-altering decisions did you make on Spider-Man that he has toes now? And you're like, what? <laughs> what happened? I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, it's just too early. So it's one of those things. And So it's hit or miss. Uh, a lot of artists were having paid for signatures, mm-hmm. which it really impacted. I wanted to meet Howard Mankey. Yeah. Mackey, I'm sorry. Howard Mackey, but he was $10 a book. Um, Mark Bagley and Mike McCone. I love both of them. They both sign for free if you personalize it, which that's fine with me. Yeah. I don't want to get rid of my Spider-Man books anytime no. soon. So I was really ecstatic about that. And then, um, but probably my highlight was meeting John Romita Jr. I know it was for just a few minutes, but like John Romita Jr., like his dad did so many Spider, like his Spider-Man's, which, like I, Steve Ditko, I love his Spider-Man, but it wasn't until I was doing watching or reading his dad's books and seeing what Spider-Man looked like buff and like just this humanistic rendition of like how Peter Spider-Man looked like he was like this big strong guy and he could take anything in Peter Parker like you could see the difference in the mm-hmm. costumes like he he really brought up a difference in them 
and now and then his son John Romita Jr. started taking over, and I've been reading his stuff forever. Like, like Kick Ass is one of the first books like I started reading when I was getting into mm-hmm. books. I was like, ah, oh, this is a fun book. Like bunch of just punching and blood everywhere. I was like, I love it. So meeting him and talking to him and thanking him for all his work because he's he's getting old. Like. Mm-hmm. He's been around the business. I don't have to ask him questions because he's probably already answered it, nor probably wants to talk about it. So I just thanked him and was just talking to him a little bit. And I think that might have been my highlight just because he's one of the legends. Like, Yeah. But also Johnny Young Bosch, talking to him was also a highlight. Like he – like Adam from the Power Rangers has always been like somebody I've always – felt a kinship to like when he becomes not the black ranger anymore, but the black ninjetti ranger, he has, he, he has the power of the frog. And in the movie he goes, he looks so sad. He goes, I'm a frog. And she goes, yes, <laughs> frogs are awesome. They do this and that. And I was just like, that would be my luck. I become a power ranger and they give me a frog. <laughs> so I've always felt like he was the me of the power rangers. I wasn't going to be the cool red ranger or be the smart blue ranger. I, you know, they're just going to put me a black suit, give me a frog zoid and go, there you go. So like if I was a ranger, they, they would just, all right, he's going to be, you know, blue or green or, you know, here he is. He's just or black and he's just going to be the butterfly zoid. No. You know, the caterpie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the caterpie. <laughs> or they're called, what are they called? What are caterpies actually called? Caterpillars. Yeah, caterpillars. <laughs> the caterpillar zord. Like that, yeah. that's it. Like I don't get a fun zord. So that for me, that was a connection. So hearing him talk, and he's a very shy guy himself. Yeah. Like you, you could tell. Like we, I don't know. We just had this kinship, and there's you have this picture of us just. You were just like, so excited was, and like clapping your hands, and I got it with a live, like uh, with one of those uh, live Apple photos. I was able to kind of just like. And kind of get the perfect frame. Did you have anyone that we met that you were like, besides Dan Fogler, mm-hmm. that you were like, this was fun. I enjoyed this. I mean, it was so, I mean, I'd say Mark Bagley was pretty cool because I, I personally got a book signed by him. You did. I did. I kind of was like, ah, we brought it. I'm just going to go do it. And and I just hopped, hopped in there and I was like, hi, can I get this signed? And I was afraid that, what happened was going to happen uh, where he was like, Oh, did I do this? <laughs> and it was this timeless, uh, the Stormbreakers. Yep. It was a storm. So it was the peach Momoko yeah. timeless variant. So she did the cover, but so that's why I tried to explain to him. It was the timeless book. And then once he saw it was timeless, he was like, Oh, that yeah. book. Okay. Cause not a lot of people have that peach cover. And with right. you, Getting all those cover, all the yeah. people on there, it's going to be cool. That's a huge creative team cast. And yes. Now this is your own little special treasure. It is. And to have somebody who drew inside and, and just helped work on the story. Um, and then to also, I mean, obviously, I'm kind of like a Peach fan. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> no. Given my three Peach Momoko boxes at this point. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a goal to have have uh, both of them on the same cover, like just as a personal little jewel in my crown for my collection that I started this year. And Mac ba- Mark Bagley is he's another Spider Man guy that I have followed. Like he did a lot of the Ultimate Spider Man. He's a like it's so interesting the difference between his Spider Man and John Romita Junior's Spider Man mm-hmm. totally different and it, it's so cool to see yeah 
So I, I had a lot of fun at this convention. It was a blast. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's always more panels to go to, I feel. like. And that's the thing about panels. You don't go into any panel going, oh, this is going to be the best one because I love this person or the worst one because you're like, I don't know who this person is. Yeah. Like sometimes panels are fun just to go in and learn who this person is. Um, I, I found that out for myself. Like, I wasn't going to meet Bulk and Skull when the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. like, when the first time it is, we went to the panel and then they were just doing bits and jokes. And it was almost like watching a show in itself. And yeah. I was like, I got to meet these guys. So I, I highly recommend if it's your first time going to a convention, definitely go do some panels first, you know, and get yourself some bearings. You can see how other people are doing it. Yeah. You know, you don't, always, you don't have to ask a question, you can just sit there and enjoy, eat some popcorn. Enjoy the air conditioning (laughs) and the seats. So, all right, with that, uh, that was our Terrificon experience. It was a blast. I can't wait for next year. Would you say that it was terrific? Yes, it was. I will say one of my personal (laughs) highlights was I was doing a tweet of us at Terrificon. I was like, how do you spell Terrificon? And it was like literally right It's literally like on two different banners right in front of you. Any of the TikTok videos you see from the panels, any of the photos of the panels and you see the Terrificon, it's right in front of me. And I had asked her as soon as I was typing that, like, how do you spell Terrificon? It was all over. And I just go, look with your eyes. (laughs) So, all right. So that's been us at Fresh Death Comics. Anything you want to add, Amy? Uh, go to a con. Just try to pick out one, uh, pick out a smaller con. Start with a smaller con. I think one like this is definitely better than like jumping into like New York Comic Con or, or yeah. God forbid, like don't do obviously San Diego is going to be ginormous. Yeah. Stay away uh, from San Diego, Chicago, Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I definitely recommend one of these smaller cons first, just so you, as a person who's never gone to a con before, doesn't really know what to expect that you know, you can kind of be like, oh, this is what to what I can expect from this type of thing. These are the type of events that are going on. Oh, people are going to walk around in, in cosplay all day in, in a furry suit. Yeah, that's going to happen. Or there's going to be a stormtrooper in the hallway trying to challenge you to a fight. Like, <laughs> You never know what you're going to expect. And there's different levels. So this one here, because of the panels, because it's a little more, I would say this is a mid-tier con. Like yeah. they, they have people who are all over the place but they're still this is how any other cons will work Mm -hmm. and you have lesser cons where they're just there you don't really have the panel aspect and so that's a small one like coming up in pennsylvania there's that wellsboro con in Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks that's a good one for if you guys want to just tip your toes into the con world that would be a good one to go to um, I know I was. I, I met the people from Twin Tiers Comic Con. Yep. Um, they they were there looking for people for next year. Um, that's a great one. They're gonna have panels. So that's yep. a nice little small convention to kind of dip your toes in and be like, all right. When I go to the bigger one, I'll know what to expect. Almost. I like yeah. to call them training cons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're a nice little like trial. <laughs> like yeah, a- dip your toes in, see what it's like, see the atmosphere. So, uh, I guess that's it. Go go to a con, experience it, have fun. This has been Fresh Death Comics. I've been your host, B. Luke. Amy, thank you so much for talking and sharing your experiences. Oh, anytime. I, this is my second con. Definitely going to keep going to some more. Yay. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi. 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 So I know you mostly Hannibal, which I know. Yeah.
Um, so, and then of course saw that you were in Fantastic Beasts and all of that. So I was wondering- Then I got to work with Maz again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. so that's my question. Um, and, and I know there was a lot of stuff around the last movie, um, but when Maz was coming in to replace, was it kind of like, okay, cool, like this is a friend that I've worked with that I get to work with again, or, you know, what was that like? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was, um, you know, it was so bittersweet. Uh, because I was this close to having uh, seen a bunch of do with Johnny, you know. Um, and I was like, man, I hope they bring in someone, someone that's, you know, awesome. <laughs> they better be. Um, and it was, when they said Maz, I was like, oh man, it's, that's kind of perfect casting. And I know him from Hannibal, obviously. He and I had a lot of fun working on Hannibal because I would try to, because he was so, you know, serious on that show, and I would try to make him laugh in between takes, and, um, we had a... Did you make him laugh? Yeah, yeah, he's, he's silly. He's a silly man. Is anyone time in particular that you just got him to crack, crack up just out of the blue? Well, the first time, like, I was, man, they had me in so many layers, I was like, here's another sweater, <laughs> and I was like, and I was just trying not to sweat and get through my lives. Because I had a lot of lives talking about cheese and cheese folk. And, and I was like, man, okay. And I got through this like nine pages of just talking without sweating. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, I was like, yeah! I kicked my legs up. And he was like, what was that? <laughs> and he just started cracking up. Because I was like very close to like, Kicking his head, you know, because we're running across me. I was like, man, I was just excited I got to do that. He was just like, yeah, me too. You know, it's like, there's a lot of minds on this show. Uh, and he was, you know, he had his accents and everything, and they were always on him with that accent, you know. Um, so when he, I think he was like, yeah, I get to, I, he told me that when he came onto the set, he was happy to see me because there was a familiar face. So, yeah, it was like, it's good. He's like, good, my God. I consider him a good friend. Yeah, even though he snapped my neck. Torches. <laughs> <laughs> a little snap neck between friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, you Don't you know us? <laughs> Alright, oh, yeah, I'll sign something. Sir, you are the last question. You are. Oh, the last question. Do you make it really good or people will shame you forever? This is a good question. Ryan from Crystal Connecticut. Enjoy. You're welcome. Thanks, guys.